Welcome to the LA Realtor Podcast. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And we're getting to know the industry one conversation at a time. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We've got a great show for you today. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm good. You look nice and warm. I am. Best. I'm, you know, I'm from California, so. But our guest is not. Well, maybe she's from California, but she's not in California. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have pressing questions to ask now. Do it. We have a great show today. We have Jen Gilbert from Remio. Is that right? Remio Group. And I worked with Jen over at Pango Group. Well, didn't work with her. She worked with us as our marketing extravaganza leader. <laughs> that was her official role? Yes, it was. Yes, that's Ex- what we were told to call her. I know, That right? was part of the negotiation. You wanted that, <laughs> that um, title. But she did so much amazing marketing for us. And to the point that like people would ask me all the time who was doing our marketing. And then when she moved on to do her own thing, she has been somebody that I've referred over and over again because she just does such amazing work. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Jen. Hello. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> nice to meet you, Jen. Nice to meet you too, Paul. This is off topic, but when I was growing up, everyone was named Jennifer, Stephanie, Heather, and people don't name their kids that anymore, do they? You know, probably not. <laughs> yeah, it's Emma and Ava. And Anyways. Apple. <laughs> and Apple. Everyone wants to be unique. How about banana? <laughs> Anyways, well, uh, welcome to the show. And um, I'm excited to talk to you because you are an expert. You're an extravaganza. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> so. Expert on. Yeah. Thanks for that. I'm, I'm, having a good, I'm having a good day. I'm having a good day, you guys. <laughs> keep, keep drinking that iced coffee. Yeah, what's in it? Um, look, Jen was a marketing coordinator and then a marketing director for Caldwell Banker. So clearly she knows how realtors need to be marketing themselves. And so I'm excited to learn to learn more about uh, what you did and how you did it. Can we start with what is that job when you're a marketing director for a real estate brokerage? What is that? What are you doing day to day? It's a lot of agent support when you are actually employed by a brokerage. So you handle everything from the brand itself on a brokerage level, but also a lot of agent support, whether it's helping them coordinate listing information, helping them write their copy, putting together flyers and direct mail pieces for them, just really kind of working on the creative side to help agents with their own marketing. I know that's not probably a... Well, no. No, I mean, that's like so much more too than marketing. Like that's like marketing plus. (laughs) You essentially become a lot of people's assistants. (laughs) Right. Do agents know how to do their own marketing or most agents... Or did they really need help? Is, is, is the average agent kind of not well versed in how to do marketing? Most of them, not to put them down, are not well versed. I think that they start out thinking that they are and they kind of know what they're looking for and know what they want to do. The problem is, is putting it all together well and then executing it and then all of the plans, you know, kind of behind the scenes too. So every realtor knows that they have to market. It's just a matter of the level of which their skill set and knowledge base is, is kind of where you have to start with them and budget, of course. 
So yeah, I would say the majority probably, you know, their expertise is selling houses and having those relationships and, you know, helping people buy and sell homes. They know how to make things most of the time, know how to make the house look sexy to sell and things like that. But my core strategies that I help agents with is really that plan of action when it comes to being able to sustain all of your activities, whether it's a super fast paced seven day on the market or it's a 120 day on the market and just maintaining that brand. That's something that we really focus hard on. And I think a lot of people, when they think of marketing as agents, they only think of marketing as listings. And that's actually not my expertise. My expertise really lies in sustaining the brand and keeping it in front of people all the time. Awesome. Yeah, that's actually a great segue. So we were talking about this before, like what, how many different types of marketing can there be within the scope of like, is it, you said print and direct mail, like benches, like how far does it go? Like, it feels like there's so many options, but I think agents might only, whatever they see other people doing, but they may not realize there's a lot more options than that. So what are we talking about? Sure. So there are so many options almost to the detriment of people's success because Mm -hmm. they do see other people doing everything and they think that they should as well. And they also, when they see other people doing things, they think that it's working for them when that may not always be the case. So it really, it really starts with the tchotchkes and the knickknacks to email marketing, direct mail, social media marketing, of course, and then event strategy and really creating your brand voice. Marketing can, it can mean anything everywhere, really has anything to do with a logo or a brand is how we appear. So it's anything. It's the stress ball to the remarketing ads. <laughs> Have, uh, uh, do bus benches ever work? Especially when they, they take your photo and they draw like a mustache on your face. That, that <laughs> you know, I haven't seen a lot that. of people have success with bus benches, <laughs> shopping cards, things like that. I yeah. typically you won't see my clients on those things. Gotcha. Yeah. Let me ask you this. When you talk about marketing, are you talking about, I think you're talking about marketing the realtor, not necessarily marketing the listing, right? I, I mean... When you have a listing, there's the MLS, there's yard signs, you know, whatever. You can pass out brochures in the neighborhood, but it's harder, I imagine, when you're trying to market as a realtor when you don't have a listing in the neighborhood. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely can be what we talk about, but for sure, there's we absolutely help people with listings and things like that. But like you said, when you don't have a listing, agents freeze and they go, well, now what do I do? What do I say? Mm-hmm. I have to say something. Otherwise, I'm going to be forgotten because... Paul is over here killing it in the neighborhood and he's sending out postcards and pieces left and right. How am I going to stand out from the crowd when I don't have a listing? So we focus a lot on that kind of content for people. That's ultimately where people tend to freeze up is getting kind of into that uncomfortable type of marketing that they're used to marketing homes. Right. When they feel like they don't have the content because they don't have the listing Mm -hmm. or the just sold or the... exactly Right. Exactly. Yeah. What's the what's the first level? Is there a first level? I mean, it's like, here's what you should do to start, period. Well <laughs> I guess I guess the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it's gonna be different for everyone. But that's what it sounds like. Everyone definitely has a different starting place. 
you know, because everybody approaches their brand and their business differently too, especially in real estate. There's those core things that you have to be doing, but it's how comfortable everybody is with what is that next step. So there really isn't a first level. The first level is deciding Mm. that you know that you have to do it. That's step one, which is great for people to recognize. And then we just have to build on that. It takes a lot of conversation with people and deciding their comfort level and and their values. And maybe they have a niche market that we really need to hone in on, you know, things like that. So the base level is just starting and recognizing that it's really critical. And you mentioned tchotchkes and stuff like that earlier. Do you recommend that more for mailers or for like door knocking, things they can drop off? Yep. Door knocking. I like to recommend things like that for quarterly mailings or touch points to past clients or referral partners or, you know, kind of that AA plus group of people. We really like to encourage people to, you know, you can't forget about those people. So I like the tchotchkes and and fun messaging for things like that. I also like them for events whether they are attending some type of conference or attending somebody else's event, or perhaps they're putting on an event of their own. I like things like that for those fun things. There's a realtor around my neighborhood. He farms my little area. And every year at the little neighborhood park, he brings the in and out truck and, you know, invites the whole community that, I mean, everybody knows his name. So that, that kind of seems to work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ice cream trucks in the summer, handing out pumpkins in the fall. I see a lot of shredding events. <laughs> Paper shredding. shredding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Seems, seems to be <laughs> Who came up with that? It was probably not a bad idea. <laughs> or the electronic exactly. <laughs> exactly. Any way to get a person out of their home to talk to you. <laughs> That's because right. when you door knock, the last thing they want to do is talk to you, right? That's right. Oh yeah. I mean, I've got a printer that's been dead for a while sitting in my office that if somebody offered to take off my hands, I would gladly first in line. Um, Composting. Our, our producer, John says, free worms. (laughs) Let me, let me ask you this. I heard that. So I read somewhere that you need to have seven touch points or people need to hear about you seven times. I know that's probably not a magic number, but before they can kind of like know you or remember who you are, does that sound right to you that you have to, like, this is not a one-time affair. You can't do the ice cream truck once. Like, right. this is an ongoing plan, yeah? Correct. Used to be 7 to 11. The latest data is like 18 to 24. Oh, God. I know. Oh, yeah. Paul, you better just get ready. Yeah. Because think of yourselves. <laughs> it takes a lot for me to be sold to. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, if you think of everything, even just in the last couple of years, it has gotten so much harder to really cut through all of that noise in the digital space and otherwise it's everybody's out there gunning for it. And it's making sure that you're consistent, consistently out there. Cause it is taking a lot to, to turn people and convert people right now. Yeah. We're just so inundated by emails and totally spam texts and it's just endless. It is. And endless. So it becomes easier to ignore. And then the touch points have to increase because yeah. We're just numb to all of it. It's Absolutely. a spiral. Yeah. It ne- is. Never ending spiral. To the point where I just turn my stuff off. Like I'm just so over it. <laughs> so that's funny because we talk as consumers, we hate it. Like we're so <laughs> tired of marketing. But here we are talking about marketing for real estate agents because they have to do it. But I think that, and maybe you can comment on this, there's good marketing. Like, yeah, I want to go out to the park and get my free, you know, in and out burger or ice cream. That's good marketing. The, the crap, the 
for the paper I get at home in the junk mail, that's not not great marketing. Well, I shouldn't say that. It probably works, but talk it's about a, good it versus... It depends. Yeah. I think it, yeah, it depends on you the like, content. Oh, you it like depends junk on mail? The, not junk mail. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not looking at a lot of the stuff that I get in the mail. Yeah, I just will pass it along to the recycle bin. Yeah. But if something, and I think you were talking about like direct mail, like when people put out letters and they're specified to your home, like I do think those things yeah. are pretty effective because it pertains to you. It's personalized. Yeah, personalized yeah. is key. You know, and I think the other thing is too, is that especially right now, it's critical that those relationships are built right now. And whether you're trying to sustain a relationship or build a new one, it's not always sell, sell, sell. It is sell, sell, serve. And real estate is such a relationship business that it is that no like and trust factor that that term is just very eye roll for me, but it's true. We work with people that we know, like, and trust. And we work with people who have been referred to us by somebody who, you know, we really value their opinion. So it's just, it's not always about selling. That's not always the goal. Right. Does it take time? Feel like you could get discouraged. Oh, I tried this form of marketing and I tried that form of marketing and I tried and I, I didn't get a listing out of it. Feel like, would you tell your clients, Hey, this is going to take, is it years? Is it months? What, what would you tell them? You definitely have to hang on, especially right now. I never judge the effectiveness of anything. If it's been less than six months, we have a client that we're doing twice monthly mailers to, it has been a year and they're just gaining listing calls from it. Now, other times, depending on how strong the lead magnet might be, it could of course be sooner. It depends on the market. It depends on so many things, but the discourage of course is going to happen, especially when you're a real estate agent, when your income relies on sales. And so it is discouraging. And I would say kind of buckle up and get your budget ready, not on a negative standpoint, but it's just, excuse me, it's just true. What kind of budgets are we talking about? I mean, I know you work with different clients, probably with different budgets, but give me some idea if you're an agent, what you should be thinking about as a total budget for your marketing, some guidance. Gosh, that's a really tough question. Um, You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) I would say at a minimum between what my services cost and different ad spends as well. And... I mean, you're probably at three to five thousand dollars a month at a minimum. And I mean, you could do other things. You could you could go door knock. That's you could. quote unquote free. You could right? pick There's up other the things. phone and call. You could, yeah, you could. Yeah. Yep. So, it's not cheap, but the way that you justify is when the ROI does happen, and especially in LA, your commissions because of listing prices. A lot of people look at it and go, okay, if I get two phone calls out of this over the year, it's paid for. Right. So, and we, of course, yeah, do a, a good... lot of strategies where we work on list building and things like that. It's, we don't talk to people. We have tried to have two-way conversations with people. We engage with people versus talking at them. So the value also comes into building databases. And if you only have mailing lists, now we're trying to get email addresses so we can turn around and do some other types of marketing to them. Things like that, where it's not just spend this and get a listing. There's other goals too. Can we talk about digital? Because obviously I imagine that's a big piece of it. 
whether it's email or content or having a good website or just being on the social channels. Can you talk about how important that is? And if that's, how do you determine if that's a fit for you as an agent really getting serious about being on digital? Every agent should be serious about being on digital because that's where everyone is. It's the ones who want to get really unique and get outside of digital, in my opinion, where we can get more creative because everyone's on digital. Because digital, essentially, if you wanted to, which I don't recommend, if you wanted to, you could come up with that content yourself and do that yourself and not pay for somebody to do it. I don't recommend that because the strategy won't be as strong. But from a digital standpoint, 100%, I mean, you've got to be on social. You've got to have a great website. You've got to be doing retargeting ads. Those are 101s you've got to do. So that's the base. That's the baseline. Everybody's got to be doing it, but, yeah. but it makes it sound like what you're saying is it's pretty hard to stand out. Everybody's doing it. You yeah. got to do it. You're there, but it's not going to kill it for you. Right. Yeah. I mean, some people could claim that it might. I've heard mm-hmm. people say, Oh, my YouTube channel has gotten me all my business last year. And it's like, okay, you know, perhaps, perhaps, but I doubt it. So if that's one Oh one, What's 102? <laughs> how do you get creative? How do you stand out? Right? Well, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. How do you stand how out? Do you stand out what, crowd, what do you, you know? think makes someone really stand out if they're doing all the other standard things that everyone else is doing? Standing out is really thinking outside of the box, which granted, there's not really a box anymore. So I think that's one of the fun things that people get to do is get creative, right? Because creative things attract attention. Just listeds and just solds don't. So coming up with really good content, really good tips, making sure that you're using your face in your content, in your, you know, in your marketing, on your social channels, that you're speaking to people. It's not just writing these long posts that are super boring. Like Sarah at Glen Oaks, like I know that there are agents who have said, I love receiving your cute cards every month with those fun little gifts. Like I love that. And because no one else does that. And yeah. so that's that's half the battle. Half the battle is actually doing it. It's everybody else who knows that they should be doing it, but don't do it. It's actually the execution and, and, and doing it. And that could be showing up in front of the camera and fumbling over every single word. And most of the time that probably gets more engagement than a super clean, polished video. So not being afraid to make mistakes and be you. This is like I've said, this is a relationship business. If you can't like me on my video, you're probably not going to like me walking around your house telling you that you need to repaint and get new floors. (laughs) Yeah. So standing out is being real. I believe that fully. Well, Sarah, you've always said that like you've gotten clients purely through relationships, right? Yeah, that's the majority of my... You go and meet and they like you and they use you. And I think you you, you even said that, Jen. Or you stalk them for like... three to seven years. And then they finally decide to give you a chance. Got to stock them with like donuts or something. I mean, <laughs> well, otherwise they like, don't like it. I will say like, <laughs> you know, the, the cute little mailers that we send out little tchotchkes with, like if, even if I don't get to meet somebody for a few years, but I'm marketing yeah. to them in that way. And then I meet them at their open house and they're like, Oh, you send me those things every month. I love those. Those are so cute, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it does make an impression. So it is about the consistency and the the building of the brand, mm-hmm. right? Because you become the brand in that in that aspect. Yeah. I mean, definitely. is that is that right, Jen? That relationship just has to be a big piece of it or absolutely should be a big piece of it? 
Absolutely. I mean, and, you know, breaking into a new area and a new farm is really, really hard. So that consistency and trying to build those relationships. And like I said, you know, that two-way communication and having those conversations and inviting them to things or having them opt into something where we can now maybe have some more opportunity to talk to them digitally. Definitely. It's all about the relationship. What is your favorite? um... Tactic? Yeah. Tactic, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite that you just like either you see it has great results or you just love doing it? I love, I love direct mail. I love it. Oh, oh I, I'm sorry for um, <laughs> chastising uh, junk mail, evidently. Here's the thing. Well, direct, it doesn't have to be junk mail, though. It doesn't have to be junk mail, but you want to know what? Oh. Someone has to look at it in order for it to be determined if it's junk or not. <laughs> it's the okay, what keep... they do with the content on there is where you can see result or no result. But I mean, I love direct mail just because people just are so resistant to it that it wins every time or handwritten notes are massive to me. I take great value in putting a gratitude aspect into marketing and really having just a nice handwritten note I think is awesome. But I also really love email marketing. It's one of my absolute favorite things. So yeah, non-conventional. I mean, I just, I, social is social to me. It's, it's critical. You have to be there, but it's the other fun stuff that not everybody does. You would be proud of this one email we created um, a couple of years back where it was like a, would you rather? And then it was, would you rather be eaten by a bear or send me your next escrow? <laughs> And like, it, it didn't matter it what their choice was, right? Well, a lot of people responded because it was funny and exactly. people like different and funny and they get marketed to all day long. And if you can stand out in some way. So we do try to like, when we can, then we have time to like, think of a, a creative one. We always like to throw something in there like that. Totally. Yeah. And you should, you know, yeah. why not? We can't take <laughs> ourselves too seriously. It's too short. Life is too well, short. That's, yeah. that's the key, right? If it's an old, boring, terrible headline in your email that goes straight into the delete. Well, if it's funny, it gets like two seconds of attention and maybe, you know, maybe they, and maybe a response. And, and then yeah. if you have a response, you have two way engagement, exactly. yeah. right? You have, they've engaged with you and now you can have a conversation with mm-hmm. them and, right. and that furthers the relationship and the connection. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, now I'm like thinking of what the next funny email I could send is. See? <laughs> Right? (laughs) It all works. It all works. That's the thing. It always works. You just subject lines are so tough. Yeah, they are. I I see so many bad subject lines. I do too. So, so, so many. And it's like you just know to delete it. Like they're almost telling you to delete it with (laughs) the subject line. Right. Yeah. If it's not catching, I won't open it unless I unless it's a sale and I really need to buy something. What are your thoughts on punctuation? What are your thoughts on punctuation and and subject lines? I'm okay with punctuation and subject lines. I'm not okay with overuse of exclamation points or something crazy like a bunch of question marks and a bunch of exclamation points. Mm -hmm. But I am. What about a run on sentence? Don't love those. A a run on sentence. I don't love those. Yeah. I like personalized I subject lines where <laughs> if you're, if you have the data where we can say, Hey, Sarah, would you rather be eaten by a bear or send, you know what I mean? Um, using right. data that you have on your clients and customers is really huge and always really catching. 
but yes to punctuation, just not overuse. Oh yeah. We, uh, our producer here. So what about emojis? I don't mind emojis. <laughs> How do you feel about emojis? I yeah. don't mind emojis. What I like using them for, they have to be fitting though. They can't be stupid. Mm -hmm. I love the time <laughs> of year ones. I just think it's a nice touch sometimes. Not every time, not overuse, but I think they can be eye-catching. Okay. I got a, I got a cruel question for you here. I know you're going to love this one. I just fired you from your own company, Remio Group, and I made you <laughs> a real estate agent in your area there in Ohio, right? No. Where are you? Iowa? Iowa. Iowa. Ohio, <laughs> Iowa. No. I get it all the time. Um, I'm surprised you didn't say Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa. What do you do? What do you do in the next six months? I call every friend and family member I know. I start putting out all types of communication on every single channel and letting everybody know, hey, I switched careers. I know this like the back of my hand. If you know anybody who needs some guidance right now in this wild market that we're in, I would love to help them. And I put it everywhere. And then I determine where am I going to farm? And I'm going to start tackling it and I'm going to put on events. And I am going to literally break into a neighborhood that may have a consistent agent in it, or it may not. I don't really care because I'm confident enough in my abilities to break into it. And I just start going gangbusters, <laughs> start trying to build up those email lists and have that, you know, that communication with people. Yeah. It's, it's really a lot of action. It is. You a want lot everyone of to know your, your name, right? You want everyone to know yeah. Jen Gilbert yep. is my local real estate agent. Right. I can't imagine. You can't do, you can't do a uh, bus benches in Iowa because it's right now, because it's covered in snow, right? That, that, <laughs> we have work. to cover our bunch bent bunch. We have to cover our bus stops, you know, because oh, of right. rain and snow. So they are oh. actually protected. Mm. I still wouldn't mm. go there, Very smart. but you know, no. we have to deal with this climate we've got. Right. What's the most interesting um, type of marketing you've seen? Like the most creative thing you've either done yourself or seen somebody do that you were just like, wow, that is... And maybe it worked or maybe it didn't, but it was just so outside the box. I've seen some people do some really stupid, funny billboards, actually. <laughs> and I'm not opposed to that. I think it's great. It's like the movie, like the movie, I Love You, Man. Was it I Love You, Man? What was the billboard? Where his friend's a realtor and he buys like six billboards and they're all different and they're all like very embarrassing, ridiculous. Oh, that's awesome. I haven't uh, seen billboards. that movie. Oh, I'll, no, I haven't I'll seen find that. a clip. I'll find a clip and <laughs> send it over. That's got to be... Ex billboards are expensive <laughs> as hell, aren't they? They are. But you know they're what's expensive. really cool is when you actually look into it, you can really... You can find some good ones where they're constantly changing out based on time of yeah. day. And they've actually, billboards have gotten farther away from being a really static element to being something that's definitely more digital and more visually appealing. They can now be digital billboards. They can change them out. They can change the graphics mm -hmm. out so easily. I actually have a client who is in the food industry and we were talking about doing billboards and they can change it out as quickly as like morning where we can target breakfast food, lunch where mm. we can target lunch and then dinner on your drive home. Right. And so like <laughs> those types of things, what a cool opportunity. So people think, oh, billboards, that's so 19, whatever. We're talking about them right now. Yeah. So what, what is a lot? What, how expensive are those? Well, obviously the market here is different from there. But here, when we were just doing quotes, I think it was four weeks. I think it was four weeks and it was like two grand or something like that. 
for four weeks. That's not it. That's not that's as not expensive as I was in. Yeah. In LA, I remember hearing 10, 20 years ago that a billboard in a prominent location was $30,000 a month. Yeah, but LA. it might be less expensive now, now because they have yeah. those, like she was saying, mm, they have li- those like try, those like try, uh, I don't know what you call them, but they have like multiple sides to them. Yes. Yeah. So y- they can have like three billboards in one. Right. There you go. <laughs> flippers. The flipper, the, I don't think they call the them flipper flippers. Billboards. I feel like flipper is not right, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not right, but we're going to go with it because it's a good descriptive word. We're going to start. But yeah, because then you can have three billboards in one. Yeah. So if you're sharing mm-hmm. that uh, marketing with a couple other people, yeah. and think about it. If you're driving down the street, you can see a billboard for a while. If it's flipping fast enough, you'll probably see all three billboards. That's right. If you're in traffic in LA. That's what's right. the last billboard you passed? What, what's one billboard oh, you passed on the way to work? Well, I, I was in um, Texas last weekend. So it was, it was this morning it was something about the airport. I, I wasn't looking <laughs> no, at, no, I know that's the, the problem. Uh... <laughs> <Call Jacob. laughs> if, if you had an accident in an Uber, um, <laughs> look, thank you, Jen. This was amazing advice. I think what I took away from this and I've kind of known for a little while now is marketing is hard and it's hard for realtors because it's a crowded <laughs> field, but that's why you do what you do, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if you, if someone hires you or they do it themselves and they keep on it and they don't stop, you know, and they don't give up, then they can break through a crowded field and get their listings. But totally, but it's hard, right? It is hard. Yeah. I do feel like a lot of successful realtors hire people mm-hmm. to do the things that they either don't need or want to become an expert in. Right. Like, what are you going to become an expert in everything? That's why we hire out. You got to hire the specialists and the people that are going to get you the result that you want. And it's worth it at the end of the day. Exactly. If you were spending your time doing your job instead of having to learn every other job that that could possibly support you. That's right. And that's where people, they do need to lean on people who have the expertise. It's just like, I don't try to do my own accounting. I don't want to, and I don't know how, and I'm probably going to get audited if I do. So, (laughs) you know, it's the same with realtors, you know, they, it is their business and it is their brand, but there's really good people out there that can take that voice as well and, and help them along. So yeah. Amazing, Jen. Love thank, it. Thank you so much. You're really, welcome. really thought it was valuable conversation. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And if you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. If you'd like to get in touch, please email us at larealtorpod at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.